This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. Huggies Little Movers is their best-fitting diaper ever with its curved and stretchy fit. Babies, no matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers are curved with up to 12-hour protection against leaks. Get your baby butt in Huggies best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Well, enjoy Corolla Classics while we're enjoying a little time off for this uh, holiday. And uh, thank you for listening and thanks for sharing the show with a friend. First, I'll tell you about LifeLock. Holidays feel like a never-ending to-do list. Shopping online can expose your personal info. And not all websites are on the nice list. So get LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. This holiday season, you could miss certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit and bank statements. You need more protection. You need LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information is being used in their network, they will send you an alert. If you become a victim of identity theft, LifeLock can help restore your identity easier than you can do on your own. So protect yourself with a LifeLock, right, Matt? No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can help you feel protected this holiday season. The best sale of the year is happening now. Save up to 30% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code ADAM. That's 30% off at LifeLock.com, promo code ADAM. Sale ends November 30th. Hello and welcome to Corolla Classics for November 27th, 2020. Hope you're enjoying your Thanksgiving weekend. Gio and I are taking the reins while the Corolla crew gets a little break. It's okay. We like being here and we like playing you some great moments from over 11 years of podcasting. So let's get to it. This first clip, Gio mentioned it yesterday, Adam versus Bugs. But this is a pretty epic rant and it also features some Ralphie May. The late, great Ralphie May, rest in peace. Adam Carolla Show 965. Dave Damashek's in this portion. Alison Rose and Brian Bishop. It's from November of 2012. Uh, it's a super cut of the episode, so you get a little bit of everything. You get the news. You get uh, Dave Damashek, his thoughts on pies and the best way to consume pies. You get a sober Ralphie May, and you get an epic rant about bugs with some hilarious quotes from Adam. Check it out. Chess match, I think, uh... One of the worst mustaches. <laughs> like, we focus on Tom Selleck and the guys, James Brolin, you know, the guys who have the really he- healthy soup coolers, uh, but, or the uh, the strainers, but who are the guys with the bad mustaches? That's a like, great question. I would worst definitely... Mu- well, Hitler. Hitler, Dolly. horrible. Who? Didn't Dolly have a bad one? No, oh, he had a cool oh, one. Well, he had a twisty. Depends, depends who... Yeah, it depends. Yeah, it depends. Inspector Gadget. Um... Obviously, there's Joe Jackson. The, the world's that's the world's worst. Yes. Um, Anyone who goes pencil, right? That's a, the, you, that's not, just not. You're, that's got a tough one to pull. Let me just say this though, as we're talking here, mm. the curry favor with you, if nothing mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. the salt and pepper is looking grand. Thank you. Yes. Rugged, growing my beard out. I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. I, but you know what? Do, might you go down to Jess Mustache? Uh, I might. My my, uh, I asked. I was asking my son if he liked my uh, new half a beard, and he said, "Yes, but stop. You know, I don't want you to look like Santa." That's <laughs> he his said. head. Yeah, S- sweet and smart. Yeah, 
Although, what would be the problem, though? Why would that be an issue for the boy? I don't know. Well, I think it's he, obvious. He, he, he Confusion. Tempts, he tempts to rape Santa once a year with all his uh, requests for uh, toys that uh, then Santa steps on when he's walking around. Can I tell you about a moment uh, I had last night? Um, I frequently will sit in my den, drink my mangria, watch my sports highlights, and I'll oftentimes open a door – one of the French doors that just sort of lets the breeze come in because I I like being cool. I like that. I like being in the bathrobe, the big heavy bathrobe, and feeling the cold wind mm-hmm. come by me. And I leave it. And I know there's a vermin or two running around out there, mm-hmm. but the TV's making noise and the lights kind of bouncing off stuff. And they, usually there's too much action in the room. Um, <clears throat> I went to the kitchen to go get a little ma- more mangria. I walked out. Uh, I was standing uh, by the sofa watching the TV. The door was open, and I saw a shadow. And by the way, you know the rat walk, the ones that's hunched over, the one with the sort of big hump uh-huh. all around the butt, and it's mm-hmm. sliding down forward? Scurry. Scurry into the bathroom. Uh. Scurry into the bathroom last night. And so... I was like, I was barefoot, and I was standing there. They go for the tootsies. Yes, and like uh, diehard. Uh, and I, I, sh- I shut the bathroom door, but then I ran around to the other side. And I had to shut the other side, but now I don't know if the things. And I just, I'm shutting doors. Yeah. By uh, basically, when I see a rodent, I treat it like they treat a cruise liner when it hits an iceberg. You know, I just start shutting all the hatches down, like just trying to block it off. Always kind of wondering, can they get under that? Is there enough, you know? So I went and shut everything. It's like a game of cat and something. (laughs) Yeah, 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 I can't think of it offhand. Cat and rat? And then I sat there and I waited around like thinking, all right, did it, it's just going to leave. Like it would have run out. Like maybe it ran out, but maybe it didn't run out. Maybe it's under the sofa. I don't know what's under the sofa. By your rules, if the door is closed, it's in there. Oh, yeah, but the outside door was still open. So it had, and I don't know if it's that thing that, you know, when you open a, a window, you're trying to get a fly out yes. and you do that move, you go, <laughs> go, go free. I'm in a good mood. I'm letting you go. Uh-huh. And, and you won't, and the thing keeps running. Uh-huh. And then at, at some point, you get out the slipper or the newspaper and you go, I tried to help you. I tried to save your life. I tried to say, okay, now I'm going to mash you. I opened the fucking window. I went, go to daylight. Go to freedom. Be free. I scooped. I attempted to scoop you. You will not go to freedom. You will not go to freedom. There should be – windows should be designed with a corridor because they always hit the frame of the window. They don't realize yeah, they can right. slide across. And they, there should be fly-friendly corridor windows where you could be like, go yeah, through like this hallway, go through this gutter, and get go to freedom, and then but I have to smash hate, them. You're right, though. Why do they hate freedom so much that when there's a giant window open, they won't just go out of it? Well, this, this, the sadder it's question— It's almost like they're not that smart. And the bigger <laughs> question is, why am I treating them like I'm a cop? Who pulled pulled over a teenager uh-huh. <laughs> and went like, "Look, you don't have your learner's permit, but I'm gonna let you." Well, no, a warning. <laughs> no one's robbing any banks today. Okay, son, I'm just gonna let you drive home. <laughs> but I don't. If I see you again, if you see me again, what? 
Look, I'm in a good mood. I'm running late, so you know I'm going to like. Sad? I smell bacon. Like that's what I'm dealing. Like, I'm dealing like they have a personality mm-hmm. and they're defying me by not <laughs> At going least to it's freedom. Rational. Uh, it, there's, I mean, there's a certain no, there's a certain amount. Uh, it, it, it's decent. Now it doesn't make any sense to assume that the insect or the rodent would understand him. I do something more irrational. Is I always tell them just before I slay them. I tell mm-hmm. them, you know my rule. Zero tolerance. I tell I, I tell you every one of you when you come into my home, zero tolerance for this. You must die. And mm-hmm. I kill them. But, of course, how would they know that when, at, when there are no survivors? I should let one of them live, mm-hmm. send them Give back the to the wild and say, mm-hmm. he's the one I let live. Mm-hmm. Hear Damashek's words. He ain't jiving. You like should they, say it to a carrier pigeon. That's what right. they did in Glorious Bastards. That's right. Leave one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I should have been. I, that's what I need Carve to do. the swastika into the forehead or just make that one move and go, you tell Go back to the hive <laughs> shit ball. Where do you guys hang yeah. out? Oh, and Go nest? back to the log of dog shit, you guys. You know, just sort of shoot the breeze on. Yeah, do flies have a house? Do they have a crib like I, bees? Bees have the comb. I don't know. I feel like all the flying things, you know, like wasps and hornets and stuff like that, have their nests, yeah. and then there's flies. I feel like flies are uh, nature's hobos. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just kind of hanging around, the insect world. getting by. Hey, got any garbage? Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going out and hunting up their own stuff. Yeah, any, anything dying around. or decaying? Yeah, throwing like something a- away. I'll sit on some shit for a while. I yeah. don't care. Yeah, here's what I got a day plan. I'm going to go stand on that uh, piece of dog shit for a while, and then I'm going to go land on Adam's fruit salad and hang out there for a while. And then I'll be going, I'll be going back and pretty forth from the shit to the dog shit. Yeah, and pretty, pretty much just making wine on a, on a log of shit. <laughs> making wine. I'll just be stomping on shit like like a Lucy sketch. <laughs> oh, I see. And then I'm going to go stand on Adam's fruit salad for a while. And if it get too cold, I'll go back and stand on shit. That's that's what I'm doing. That's my. I mean, I'm just. I'm going to be going back and forth. So if you need anything, and it's between the shit and the fruit salad, I can pick it up for you. But if it's outside of the fruit and the shit salad, the shit salad and the, the shit and the fruit salad. Right, but yeah. but you won't be flying in any sort of direct path between the no, shit and the fruit salad. No, It'll no. be some, sometimes it's low, sometimes it's high. And later on, I'm going to fly into his house for no reason, and then aimlessly get stuck against the same clear force field that will not let me outside of the house. <laughs> the invisible force do they, field. Do you suppose the insects know each other and have some sort of pecking order? Do they all look down on the fly and they say the ants? Do they mock him? We we know how to make a home underneath the earth. You know, do they laugh? Do bumblebees? Do they yeah. scoff at them? Are they bu- do they bully? Do the wasps and the hornets and such? Well, I, I gotta I gotta assume that the bee has to do a lot of judging mm-hmm. because they live in this. The hives are amazingly complex. Yeah, they all work their ass off. I mean, they just go out and suck up nectar all fucking day long and bring it back to the hive, and they must be flying past. The flies on their way to work, and the flies like, "Hey, can you spare some honey or nectar, some wax or yeah, get a job?" The, fl- the flies <laughs> you're are basically like a bee, and the flies are like the forty-seven percenters that you the, like to talk they're about. They're like the hobos that come out and try to clean your windshield with the sports section. You know what I mean? Like, come on, get a fucking job. You disgust me because there they are standing on shit or just flying in a circle or trying to get out. And the bees all business. Yeah, the bees like I, I'm. I'm fucking nose. Um, stinger to the grindstone, and I'm going. I'm getting busy. I'm getting busy. Who wins a fight, <laughs> though? <laughs> Make a sniff. That's it. <laughs> I feel yeah. like who would win the fight, though? The bug fight. What? Wouldn't a wasp win all? Nobody wins that fight, dude. 
You know what, Adam? Powerful words. Yeah. True words of no, medicine. it's that same. It's or that, is it that fat bumblebee that ha- it's furry? But I mean, it's like it's like oh, if, if that like, one's scary. Yeah, if it is. Carpenter. There's the bumblebee. Well, hold on. There's the bee, mm. and then there's the bumblebee, which are the scariest which is the of furry all. One. Yeah, those. No, I say I still say wasp. That's an, oh, wasp is scary because it's like two parts. That's like it's like a t- tanker truck that has a front and a back, and it's just held together with that little that wisp thing, thing. creeps. It's that's crazy. Me. Yeah. It was way. crafted by Satan himself. The, the wasp. Scariest one is still the carpenter bee. The what, carpenter what's that one. That is the one that's as big as a small dog and all black. <laughs> that's the one you hear when it goes yeah. by you, like when you're just ever fucking out on the patio and you hear the yer, 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 and you're like, what the, what the fuck was that? Like they can they can buzz your you tower. You feel it go by. And you'll yeah. fucking hit the ground. And the reason they're called uh, carpenter bees. I don't is, think I've ever seen one of those in my life. I've seen the furry you've yellow. You've seen and black the furry ones. all. Wait a second. Well, I don't know if I've, I, I'm looking at it now. I don't want to. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to derail your story. I just don't think I've seen the that thing all before. black. We'll get a better picture of it. The all black huge flying bee are pretty yeah. ubiquitous Bro, out here in what? Southern it's, California. It's, it's, it's like a like a blimp, like yeah. a bee blimp. Yeah, and the thing that the mm, thing that fucking it. freak you out is they're called carpenter bees because they live. They make like holes. They burrow into like telephone poles and wood and fascia and a house, and they just live in that little hole. And I've had it happen where I've been like up oh. on a ladder and working on a house and like sanding some fascia, and all of a sudden it just popped right out of its hole and buzzed my head. Fucking scary. Speaking of horrible insects you've talked about before, you were recently talking about potato. Kimmel found the potato bug. Yes. There was one in my backyard. Mm. I took a picture of it. Look at that thing. Oh my God. That's Look your that potato thing. bug? That's my, that's my brick. Again, I, face big enough to have an expression. Yes. <laughs> it has feet on its feet. <laughs> it does. It's a uh, fucking monster. Uh, it's Listen, a fucking monster. Any look, uh any so of these fucking horrible. Any of these uh Hollywood <laughs> prop guys who are coming up with the next alien movie would uh, do themselves a favor by getting a potato bug and just fucking studying it. Oh, that's Starship Troopers esque. Yeah, it has uh, everything Ooh, that is scary patient. about a bug, it possesses. Most bugs possess a couple scary bug qualities, but this not the all of bug. them. This is even the spiders are spindly. You know what I mean? So it's got segmented body things. Good, it's got scary, check. tentacle feet like protruding pr- things that come out of its feet, scary. feet upon feet. It's got a face head bigger than an extra on the sopranos i don't care for its fire red pallor either yeah it's it's mouth me has too. mouth parts that you can detect i found one in my fucking house what how big is that thing i've never seen one of these two foot Football. by three foot <laughs> yeah where's your dime for scale brian sorry it's like buddy. three inches like two it's... or three inches it was yeah. No, so it's three. it's not three inches, but it's, it's it, no, it's not. No, I know what three inches is. It's, two. it's not now. Hold up, hold up, no. inch, hold up, two inches. This is uh, this is bigger. Two. No, it's not bigger than this. Okay, they're, but they're girth. They're fucking. Corrected. They're heavy they and look, they're girthy. It looks juicy. They're not yeah. bigger than they're not bigger than two inches, but they're right up there. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you fucking stretch them out. I don't like that too, Allison. No, I don't like when I squash a bug and that white oh, no. goo uh, comes from them. Oh, no, you God. can't. Listen, you don't squash Antenna. a potato bug. You have to throw out your flip flops. <laughs> you got to move. <laughs> you have to fight them with a flamethrower. That's, by the way, how you know the alien is really badass when you get the flamethrower yeah. out. 
That is a big ass fucking potato bucket. For a two bedroom, two bath on the west side uh, of L.A. Oh, <laughs> motivated cool. seller. So what happened with this rat, by the way? So yeah. it comes into your house. I hope he fucking got into it with the potato bug. <laughs> um, I I just shut everything. I sealed all the compartments. Uh, and and me and my Mangria decided it was time to oh, no. fucking call the night. Oh no, no, but but I I searched the room. I searched the bathroom too. Like oh, there's weird brave. little eyes. And then my closet door was open. I had to check the, what Ugh. was in the closet doors and stuff. It was a uh, well. Where the hell did it go? Did, did, did I you had think it the just door. Left? That's the point. Oh. Is I had the door to the patio remained open. I so hopefully, so when I saw it and scared it, and it ran through the bathroom, ran through and around. And went out. But I want to get back to bees judging flies. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's probably a ton of judging because the bees are like the Mormons of the Mm -hmm. culture. They are just – and the the flies are like the Jamaicans. They're like, they (laughs) smoke some weed and hang out, buzz around in a circle. There's another huge carpenter bee, by the way, just black and scary. And uh, I sat on a bumblebee once in san diego like Ew. literally it flew into the room no one could figure out where it went we assumed <laughs> it left and then i sat down on the bed in my underpants and when i got i felt like ah geez what was that like i thought but i thought i just stepped on i thought it sat on something that fiber or something coming i felt a little pinch but you know and i looked up and i saw it going like oh. there and i, I did the it shiver gave its life for you I did yeah the they shiver move yeah so carpenter bee scary wasp Scary. Hornet. Scary. If you don't have the gift of flight, if you're an insect and you can't, you know, and you oh. can't fly, I feel I, my heart goes out to you. But the centipede, though. What about the centipede in a fight? I, I have a chance. Not worried about no, the centipede. What, what if the potato bug could fly? I don't, I don't even want to go. That's so <laughs> dark. I don't, <laughs> your brain <laughs> is macabre. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was like, uh, what if what if Hitler had mad MMA skills? <laughs> don't even want to don't even want to think about Same it. Same thing. Don't even want to go there. <laughs> All right, check. Ace, I invited you to, uh, and and uh, I understand you're a busy man and traveling. Mm. We had on uh, on my podcast uh, at the NFL last week in honor of Thanksgiving a pie off. The day that I recorded the, I, I said, let's do a pie off here. Let's rate the pies. I give away mm-hmm. the Sheckies, and by the way, they're fast approaching now. Oh. All mm. all corners. Can I enter in now? Mm-hmm. Or is it only enter. things like pies? I mean, it's the important I things win in one. life. Yeah, you can weigh in. I'll I'll, I'll listen. No, no, to your I want thoughts. to win one. No, you can't. Well, condiments. I mean, I'd have to it's more like condiments. I want to go up things. against mustard. You you want to throw your weight behind? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I want to go up. I want to be considered for a second. You want to go against mustard? Yeah. Hmm. I can't. Uh, well, I well, let me consider that. But I, okay. we, we did do the pie off the very day that I decided to do it. I understand that you and Greg Fitzsimmons and uh, and Allison and Bald Brian had a pie ranking competition. So terrific. Didn't you mm-hmm. do it a live show mm-hmm. with Greg Fitzsimmons a week or two mm-hmm. ago? We mm-hmm. did talk about pie. Mm-hmm. So what did it co- how did it come down for you? Pie of 2012. Well, first let me say this, Dave. It's a thrill to be on the show. Number 1, I'm a big fan. I I I wanted to start <laughs> start 
at what wasn't a pie. I don't like the chocolate pie. I know that's your thing, but you're, you're wrong about that right out of the you're gate. You're scooping jello, basically no, pudding. There's you're putting a cho- pudding yes, into a people pie. People do that. That's a trashy way to do it. It's but that's, horrible. That besmirches the name of chocolate chess pie, which happens to be delicious and among the very best pies you can have. Uh, there's not a lot of room in my refrigerator for pies that are not fruit or vegetable based. I say vegetable because I bring up the pumpkin. But mm. I, I like the fruit based stuff and I love like the banana cream. I don't think you can do better than a banana cream. Now, uh, there's holidays. There's things like eh, morning time pie, cold pie, for instance. Pumpkin is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, apple pie, if you want, let me add the a la mode. I think that. That's the leader in the clubhouse because once you heat that stuff up and the ice cream starts dripping down the side and then when it starts mingling the melted ice cream with the pie goo on the side, pie goo. I, that sounds uh, like you saying pie, pie goo. Gal poker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Asian poker. Five dollar pie goo go, poker. Go down the city of industry. They got the pie goo poker. <laughs> we did the mention $3 the pie. people who put cheese on their pie though, and we don't understand. Can't figure it. out the American cheese square. I I've never. That, who does that? No, puts I, American I, cheese on a piece I, of. I think there's certain. I think there's certain things that are only done for pictures. Like there used to be like Best Foods mayonnaise commercials where they show a big thing of fruit salad and then they show and put the big thing of mayonnaise on and it's like, what are you yuck? What is up? My reaction to it's sort of like it's the Denny's menu when you see the chili size and they have the (laughs) they they have the chili over the spaghetti and the big square of American. You're like no one. I don't think the yeah. the drunkest trucker would not order this. I think it's just a picture. I don't know. It's they do it with cheese and pads of butter. Mm-hmm. I, I never order. It never comes that way. I don't know who the fuck puts cheese, cheese. By the way, cheese. I think we all agree is delicious. Yes, we all yes. enjoy cheese. Yes. Do we all enjoy corn? Yes. Is corn good? Yes. How did these two delicious foods get the stink of being referred to? It's a condescending thing to be either corny. Or cheesy? Shouldn't mm. they be? Shouldn't they not be delicious foods that we enjoy? Right. What's the connection there? Who came up with this? Yeah, people. They missed. They missed the mark. Is what it should be. They should be going. Oh, that's so brocca flower e. Exactly. <laughs> that joke of yours. <laughs> it's joke. wordy to say it that way. Or maybe we could just pick something that wasn't a food. You're probably right. I, right. But if we're, if, but let me just say, if you like, I, I hear your island. apple. I hear your apple pie. A la mode? Are we counting a la mode? But I see. Yes, because we're why. adding another dessert now. I'm, well, it's. On the, it's on the fence, but I'm going to allow it. I've known you for a long time. Thanks. I enjoy your work. I'm going to allow this. It. But if I, if you're allowed to run some heat through your apple pie, then I see it, and I'm going to say pecan pie. Same deal. If you I, if you let me throw some heat through that thing, put some vanilla. Where are you on the chocolate pecan pie? Sorry, Brian. It's be hard to be. No. Where's Which? the chocolate pecan. chocolate pecan pie? I love a, I love a chocolate mm. pecan. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's the noise about? You can't enjoy that. As now you're just getting into it's dessert. A you're just making dessert. You're not making pie anymore. You're exper- you're jacking <laughs> off true. on my dessert hour. You know, so my goes, dessert dime. You're beating off on my main dessert course, dime. Pie dessert for Corolla. Yeah, you're getting into the pastry family now at this uh-huh. point, and sort of the candy, whatever. You're almost. You know, I look. I don't hate to bring this up, but this is why Mexico fucks up their desserts. They get a little highfalutin. They try to do this. They try to mix that. Do the best pumpkin pie you can do. Do the best apple. Apple pie a la mode, not going to do any better. Uh, banana cream, out of this world. I am never going to get tired of this. Suffers a little. <laughs> I from like what a coconut pecan. cream. I like coconut fact. cream as well. Pe- but it's a divider. 
Not everyone's into coconut. I, I, it's interesting that Pol- it is highly such a, polarizing. There is, it when, is. When I, I mean, you don't have to tell me. It's not a uniter each, like pumpkin. Each year when I sit That's down, Jimmy Carter pies, and I ask a jury of one, the man in the mirror, what are we going to do, category by category? One of the toughest topics, one of the toughest issues we must must confront each year is I love pecan pie, but yes, it is as divisive an issue. As pie has. Well, coconut is divisive and pecan is too rich and that's the problem. That's some because people for the man can't, who can't really – for if you really love pie, you want two or three slices. You want to try <laughs> the pumpkin. Michael, back me up here. You see the pumpkin. You see the lemon meringue. No, thank you. To lemon meringue? What? I, I said, no, cool. thank you, and the, next time I won't be so polite about it. <laughs> oh, you don't God. take the blaster out on me. <laughs> Is it Who the, do you think you are? No, you, thank you to lemon meringue. The lemon part that you don't want. That's what I, I, that's which, that's, but which that's is, to me. Which is more oh offensive, God. the blobby meringue or the Jeez, blobby lemon? Lemon, lemon gets squirted in a, in a, in a beverage or, or on top of my seafood. I don't need it in my dessert. Oh thank my you. God. Keep okay. Stay away. Well, All right, this the point is what is, you're dealing with, Adam. <sighs> okay, listen. I just have to. I have to detach. There are a lot of emotions. People running hot. I'm. I'm like a paramedic that just found my own daughter mm-hmm. on the highway, and I have to be professional, cool, and I have cool to move head, forward, yeah. and I have to fall back on my training. Now's not the time. <laughs> not I'm not going to help her or anybody else by having a panic attack and breaking down into mm-hmm. a heap you on the side this. of the road. You see what I'm That's saying? Not gonna help, I'm just going to no. be pro. That's it. There'll be time to sob later on. Right now, this is where it's your all training. business. This is where my training comes in. Okay. Be strong. Oh, my God. There's more. Back to pecan. <laughs> See, you want to try. I'm going to use another pie because I'm in, a, I'm in a really good mood. You want <laughs> you, you want to try the apple. You want to try the coconut custard. Mm-hmm. You want to try the other. But once you eat the pecan, it's so rich. You find you don't have room, especially put a little whipped cream on there. So it's, it's, it's a good it. pie, but it's so heavy that it can fuck up your pie eating schedule. That's all. It's almost too good. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> it's the same. It's a sort of the same argument in a way, and I don't want to belabor it anymore. But of course, the 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 <laughs> most exciting category, individual category that I think I've seen in some years as <laughs> as someone who hands out awards <laughs> annually is the fruit of the year. In oh, well, Dave. Be, it is going to be electric. Right. But and if that's you pick can... apple. I'm just gonna have to cancel well, my that, subscription. But that's, a, that's my <laughs> point. Because you picked Apple in you know '03. So what? I all I have to say. This, your same argument that uh, you just made against me. It's the best so argument. So it doesn't go. No, that's no that's argument. Go ahead and make your when argument. When you quick. get when you go out and you get the fruit cup and you're done eating all the pineapple and the papayas and the peach and everything else, what is left at the bottom of the fruit cup? The lonely pieces of apple. So what? That's, well, you know I've what? heard that's you a- make this argument against pears with that same logic. Pear is the apple's cousin with Down syndrome. <laughs> like, it'll be a slightly less flavorful version of yeah. you. Like, I want to be the same texture, but <laughs> so with a weird what? shape. Yeah, I, I listen. Yeah, huh? I, listen to me. Th- mm. That argument makes no sense. Same thing as pecan pie. Well, it's too rich and it covers up all the other ones. Guess what? This ain't a team sport, bub. <laughs> we want stars. You like you like the fisticuffs. Same deal with this. You don't well, leave the, the apple the at apple the bottom. The apple is a star. It doesn't, it doesn't right. blend in. All right. We're not putting together a baseball lineup. We're not seeing one of five guys on an offensive line. No, this is an individual sport. Let me ask you this. Yes. Is there, any, is there such a thing as... It candy nectarines or nectarines that are dipped in uh, caramel and rolled in nuts. I don't know, but caramel no. is a great no. place. No, you know to start why? Because a nectarine and a pineapple stand alone. 
A papaya uh, stands alone. An apple dare. is a substrate. You have to put nuts and caramel on it in order to make it a good dessert. Wow. You don't have to do that with a nectarine. You know what Thank I you. had this year, Dave Damashek, at our Thanksgiving, and I think you'll appreciate this. Something called mustard fruits. Wow. Which is yeah. fruit. You, yeah. Have you had it? Do you know it? No, I it's, don't know mustard fruits, but you know, well, maybe you don't know that. I am a doctor of mustard. I received I know. my doctorate. That's, that's oh, I thought I'm it was bringing... slang for gay rough trade. <laughs> Colonel Spicy. Mustard wants to I'd see like you in the bathroom. That, but my response to you in the caramel apple is this, yeah. is uh, is point break. Swayze, Reeves equals gold. I mean, you know, right. two titans coming together to make something unimaginable for our, mor- for our mortal brains. Uh, same oh, thing. oh no, your argument is the nectarine All isn't right. good enough. All right. Quick break. The great Ralphie May next. Hey, ButcherBox, everybody. This show is sponsored by ButcherBox. Delicious, 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage-breed pork, the old-school pork. It's got the marbling in it. That's why it's flavorful, succulent. Wild-caught seafood delivered right to your door. We've been using ButcherBox at my house for years now. The stuff is all top shelf, and uh, Olga whips up a thing of ButcherBox every single night. Well, you have your choice. We use all the different uh, meats. We'll do the pork. We'll do the chicken. We'll do the steak and even the seafood. Average cost, less than 6 bucks per meal. They have all sorts of options for delivery in different boxes, so make sure you can custom make the box you want so you get all that your family loves. It's Butcher Box, right, Matt? For a limited time, new members can get six free grass-fed, grass-finished steaks when they go to butcherbox.com slash Adam. That's two New York strips and four top sirloin steaks added to your first box for free when you go to butcherbox.com slash Adam. Act quickly. This offer is good only through Cyber Monday. How you doing, Ralphie? I'm awesome. How are you guys doing? Good. Um, I'm reading here. Recently went through rehab to get better control of his weight and mind. Yeah, it wasn't so much my weight. It was uh, the head. Really? What's going on? Um, I was uh, going a little crazy, man. I um, I didn't know what was going on. It turns out I got uh, PTSD. Is the road... I, I feel like the road brings out the worst in everybody, meaning... If you smoked a little when you go on the road, you smoke a lot. If you drink a little when you go on the road, you drink a lot. If you eat a little bit of junk food when you go on the road, you eat a lot of junk food. Like it's a lot of fucking weird. If you beat off twice a day, you beat off 14 times a day. Yeah. A lot of weird fucking just stewing in your own weird juices like sitting in a hotel room. Yeah. Nothing to do. A lot of loneliness. And there's not – there's not that – unfortunately, we're not wired for – Geez, I'm doing nothing in my hotel room for the next six hours. I should study algebra and maybe do some push-ups. <laughs> it's always like I got to smoke and drink and beat off. Yeah, it's a lot of loneliness. It's it really is uh, for me. You know, um, it, <laughs> uh, I found out uh, I've been pushing a lot of stuff uh, down. You know, uh, when I was a kid, I, I got into a bad car wreck and I almost died, and then. Uh, and then uh, I started to I, – I didn't know what PTSD was and, and I was uh, – instead of dealing with the trauma, I I ate a lot of food to cover it up and um, that led to me being, you know, explosively fat. And um, uh, I uh, – uh, when I had gastric bypass, I really couldn't deal with the food anymore. I couldn't overeat. So that's when the, the weed exploded on me mm-hmm. and I started smoking a ton of weed and then – and. It, it, 
towards the end when I couldn't smoke weed anymore after I had um, uh, last year I had bilateral double pneumonia and pulmonary embolisms, and they said I couldn't uh, smoke weed anymore. I almost died last year. I was only given a ten percent chance to live. Really? Yeah, um, I almost died in Tampa, and um, I. Uh, uh, I uh, before that I was smoking about four to five ounces of weed a week and uh, forty grams of hash. Well, that is uh, for those like it's it's like when you hear about people with a four or five pack of c- cigarettes a day habit. You're like, what do you do? Smoke two at a time and then never sleep? Like it <laughs> seems there's twenty in a pack. Like it seems. Hard to smoke. Like it seems almost mathematically impossible to smoke more than two packs, but you're smoking four packs. Like you must never – and for anyone who knows anything about weed, like an ounce of weed's a good bit of weed. Yeah. You have to smoke a lot yeah. of weed. Yeah, and I was smoking really good weed too. You know, I would wake up and smoke um, a quarter of an ounce and, uh, and a gram of hash uh, or more. Uh, just to get the party started, start the day. That and a double latte macchiato was uh, my breakfast. And so, what? Like when you would go out on stage, would you be high? I would stop smoking about two or three hours before, so I could be clear enough uh, to to not be stoned uh, to uh, perform. And then afterwards, I would be stoned. Uh, I couldn't sleep because. I I thought I was going to die every time I would sleep because I after the pneumonia I had um uh, uh I, I I thought I was just going to die and so I would my sleep patterns got all messed up and so I um I would just smoke and and just stay up smoking weed mm-hmm. and um uh it was it was bad man it was well really so bad. now how how long have you not smoked weed for uh, a year and a month. Is it an incredible difference in your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm clear now, but I, but once I quit everything, that's when everything came to the surface, man. And that's when I got really crazy. That's right, because really crazy. you were you were able. And by the way, if you have trauma like a really bad car wreck, like Ralphie May had, they always say that, or Doctor Drew would always say that you got to get counseling like in the first 24 hours like you have to do it immediately because then once it goes too long it like sets in yeah. and then you get post-traumatic stress disorder and then you're burying it with weed and food and yeah. then you got rid of the weed and you got rid of the food but the disorder still yeah. floating around yeah and it, it was getting real i was getting hostile with my wife i was getting um i was pushing everybody in my family and friends away i was doing a lot of stuff and and I had to. And, and By the way, then the Twinkie factory went down, and Ralphie yeah. just fucking that was it. Rampage, <laughs> fucking I rampage. Think, I think they went down because I gave it up. <laughs> That's what I think happened. They're like, "Fuck, we lost Ralphie May." Where the uh, pack close it up. the doors? Pack it up. Close the doors. We're done. Twinkie, the kids. Sorry, <laughs> you gotta go work a gay bar. We all, we all knew this day would come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Ralphie end is nigh. Um, I, uh, um, you know, I man, I. Uh, and, and I was getting – I was on the road so much that uh, all the injuries were – like my back was hurting so much that I was uh, starting to pay, uh, take a lot of pain meds. Sure. And and I realized that I was going to develop a really bad habit. Okay? Right. Uh, I was going to get addicted to these pain meds. So I was uh, working my way up to Percocets, and I backed off the Percocets, and I was working my way back down. And my wife thought I was uh, gone full on opiate addiction, and she put me into rehab. And I'd already worked my way off of them, you know, mm-hmm. where I wasn't even taking 
uh, full amount uh, prescribed per day. I go two or three days without them. Mm-hmm. So and, um, then rehab must have been a snap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no kick. You know, right. I didn't kick it anything, but I needed it for my head. You know, I needed it for uh, to work through the trauma. I, and, and man, my rehab was awesome. I mean, I went to the canyons out in Malibu, mm. which is like yeah. uh, like a, a resort. Sure. I mean, it was awesome. I had personal chefs. I mean, it was all organic cooking. It was fantastic. I mean, the room I stayed in was where the Dalai Lama stayed when he was in L.A. Wow. You know, it's Fred Siegel's He had a ranch. drug problem? What was no, he in no, the <laughs> no, no, exactly. I booger sugar. Yeah. I knew it. It's no, so fucking skinny. Hair so Dolly. So skinny. He's so chill. It's heroin. Yeah. It's heroin. He's, uh, <laughs> he's oh, all nodding off, smoking it. Yeah, yeah. that's the dollar. The golden I know. child. Uh, the uh, by the way, so like when you go to Zanies or you go to uh, stand up live in Phoenix, uh-huh. and, you know you do the Thursday and do the two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, and do the one show on Sunday. You can, sometimes you get there a day early to do press. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But you essentially have the whole day off on a on like. Friday, Saturday, you got to do two shows that night, yeah. but like Sunday, you have the fucking entire day off and you're just there alone, right? right? right, right. What will you do? What kind well, of stuff when, do you when do? I'm in, um, when I'm in Nashville, um, on the uh, 4th, when I, uh, I'm going to Nashville on the 4th of December, I'm, um, I'm going to be there, uh, the whole month. I'm going to this place called Fit RX. Mm-hmm. It's in Brentwood, uh, which is a town just south of, uh, Nashville. It's like, um, for lack of a better word, it's a clinic, but it's basically a fat camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's doctor supervised and they also have psychologists. They'll help me with my PTSD, uh, but they also help me with my weight and stuff like that. And I'm also going back in February for another 15 days. And um, I'm going to spend all my vacation time there over the well, next couple of years. What's the goal? I just want to buy clothes in the mall. You know, I want to gain the control over myself. But, you know, already I'm, I've lost weight since I've been in rehab because I'm not eating. I'm not sneaking around eating. I'm not I'm not eating crap. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm exercising more. I feel better. Um, I finally rested. I mean, I was exhausted. Yeah. And I, I mean, just the I mean. Before, I mean, I went in at the 1st of October, and I'd already done 311 shows this year. Yeah, the exhaustion, you know, there's two things. It's it's sort of lose-lose because stress is horrible. Lack of sleep combined with stress is horrible. But again, I always say this. It makes you make – you make horrible choices. Like you're never exhausted and go, I think I'll eat a bran muffin and work out. You're like, (laughs) I want some fucking hash browns and some hash and some fucking sloppy, you know, It's like you convince – and you convince your – I don't know if this is how it is for you guys. But for me, I somehow convince myself that, oh, these calories won't count because I'm so tired. I'm normally sleeping. No, I'll tell you what I I really do think it is. I, I do think it's a little bit of a shock to your system. Those those days when you have to get up at four thirty in the morning and meet the guy down in the lobby of the hotel yeah. and he's going to drive to the airport, but you're up all night fucking right. doing comedy and drinking beers and whatever. I don't drink. All right, well, I'm talking yeah. about myself. Okay. <laughs> and so w- what it is is you have like damaged yourself, like you've almost hurt yourself a little bit. And I always crave junk. It's either right. I want a donut. Or I want some smoky bacon, greasy, yeah. melty, cheesy thing, and it doesn't make sense because if you nor if I normally get up at nine in the morning and don't eat breakfast till ten in the morning, why am I starving at four a.m.? 
I'm right. six hours away from when I normally eat. And mm-hmm. when I normally eat, I'll eat a couple of poached eggs or something with some salsa on it. It's not greasy, slimy. I believe when that alarm goes off, your your little inner child goes, I'm so hurt. This yeah, is horrible. Yeah. It's crying. And yeah, then when, the trauma you experience yeah, is a craving. And they go like, you know what would make me feel better right now? I want a fucking donut and I want yeah. uh, a McRib. And I want it now. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I want you to take a McDonut. I want you to make a rib and a donut and put it and put them, make them fuck. And I want to eat whatever their offspring is because I'm exactly. that wounded and I'm that damaged. And then you go into this little spiral thing where you're like, oh, fuck it. Might as well have a beer while we're at it. That's, like, you're just like, fuck it. I'm going unhealthy. That's exactly, that's exactly basically what happened to me, man. I mean, it was, it was bad. I was, I was eating like shit. I was, and, and I was lying to myself about what I was eating and what I was doing. I was lying to my wife, you know, about what I was doing. And, you know, I wasn't smoking any weed. I wasn't doing that. But I was just I was being wrong to me and, and to my friends. And, and, you know, it was it was bad. And so with fat camp is sleepover and no, trainer no, I, and everything. I have, I have a house in Nashville, too. You oh, know, okay. We have a house there. and We have a house here in Los Angeles or as I say, one in Los Angeles and one in America. <laughs> and um, and and so, you know, I'll get to stay at home and and. Uh, um, and I'll go in early in the morning and, and, uh, you know, you work out like four or five times a day and, and you go to classes and stuff and, and come back. And, and so I'll be in Nashville and, um, uh, is it bigger, biggest loser thing? Like you're dragging a log and some dyke cunt is screaming at you. Oh, come man, on, it better come not on, be, man. It better come not on. be, man. It better not be. I won't, I won't do it if it's oh, like okay. that. You know, I, I, mean, I think, I hope they're just doing it for the camera. It'd be really annoying yeah, if it's man, real life. Yeah, that, that is really annoying. You know, that, that, that broad is just like enough already. I mean, the, those guys... You know, I, I did that kind of, I did too much on Celebrity Fit Club and I caused myself to have a seven and a half inch hernia and like surgeries oh. and I tore tendons and ligaments and stuff. And it's like, I'm not doing that again, man. My feeling <laughs> with those people is always like, I want to say to the chick, I always want to say to the chicks, like, we get it. You have issues with daddy. And yeah. they turn to food, and now it's turned to something else. But the point is, right. we get it. You got issue with dudes. Yeah. And then what I want to say to the guy is, <laughs> I'd like to bring my friend over uh, named Ray, and I'd like him to put his cigarette down just long enough to kick your ass, and I bet he wouldn't even spill a be- his beer while he was doing it, and then he'd just pick up his cigarette and go back to it. That's my fantasy, at yeah, least. Yeah, uh, all those exactly. fucking motivational heroes drive me nuts. Like Those fucking people who oh, scream yeah. at fat people to work out. You're not yeah. heroes. Oh, man, you have, you have weird issues with your sexuality. Night, that Tony guy. Oh, Tony Little. Tony Little. Oh, the fuck gazelle. him, man. The gazelle. Technique, technique. Yeah. Fuck him, man. He, well, you should be in love with him because he was in great shape and then he got into a car accident yeah. and then somehow suffered enough head trauma that he thought it'd be a good idea to pull his ponytail through the back <laughs> of his hat. That's always the worst thing. Tony would be... That's a chick move, Tony dude. would be wearing the dude tard. <laughs> you, you, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, Ugh. he's putting the tard and dude tard, like the weird... Something you should definitely be wearing a long sleeve shirt or a t shirt under, and he'd like it's got the fucking ponytail pulled through the thing, and no. he'd like technique, technique, and fuck I, him. Also, he's got to yeah, know that guy. Fuck him. You, he he always cracked me up because I always felt bad for the poor actors who'd come onto the show, and he'd, he'd go like, "All right, we have uh, Jim, we have Cindy over here. Jim, why don't you just get down there, show me a sit up, do a sit up." Do a sit up and oh, okay, Tony. He'd lay down there. So you hate your your lumbar, huh? You hate it? You hate it? No, because well, you're destroying your lumbar right now. 
well, I'm just doing a sip. Yeah, the sit up the way that would destroy you. And Cindy, let's do a crunch. Show me the way you do a crunch. Okay, so you hate your lower obliques because you're destroying them as we speak. You know, and it's like the person would what just be dick. doing a fucking. Yeah, there's there there is Cindy, but Ugh. the testimonial. He's like tiny King Kong Bundy. Yeah, he got into. He was in great shape. Then he got into a car wreck. He got depressed. Started eating ice cream. He got overweight, and then he dis- he discovered. But he has the gazelle, but he also just has the Tony Little technique. All right. Here's that was a, where he first became famous, I think, was that he invented that thing, the, the leg and the I, I think, no. first became I think he was – I think he first became famous just for being like a personal fitness whatever. Oh, he had screaming like, at night. He had, he had cassettes you could buy. All right. Tony, you're driving hypothetical road trip. Mm-hmm. We'll get Larry Miller in here sure. to do this one again. Tony Little, Tony Robbins. You got to drive from the Santa Monica Pier to Epcot Center in Florida. I would rather go with Tony Robbins because Tony Little would yell at you and he has kind of a shtick. Whereas Tony Robbins, I feel like I'd be a better person by the end of the. Yeah, but what about the fuel? I mean, he's a giant man. You know what I mean? Car lurching to the right the entire time. You know what I mean? I'd even it out. I yeah. even it out. Ralphie, sit on the transmission hump in the back, yeah. Ralphie. Let's get this car <laughs> evened out. So what if there's sparks coming off the bumper? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, his teeth are amazing, man. Oh, my God. That Tony Robbins' teeth. Oh, my God, man. That, that, yeah. that guy, man, we need him smiling more and reflect that light back into space and uh, cool <laughs> off the earth. That's awesome. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. He reminds me of Guy Smiley from Sesame Street. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. All right, so Tony, you'd say uh, you go Tony Robbins because you feel like you'd get something. Yeah, by the end yeah. of the trip, I'm like, I can do anything. And by the end of the trip, with, Tony Little, how would it, how would it with be? With gray hair, he kind of reminds me of Clay from uh, Sons of Anarchy. But then what what would this be like, this uncomfortable move where you're like, oh, Tony, awesome. I put together a best of the 80s. I hope you like 80s music because I put together a mix cassette. And he's really? Because I have a series of cassettes that I brought with me. And he'd be like, but, but well, yeah, for the ride for the ride home. And I can just talk to you and I have to listen. We don't have to listen to I you got a whole, talk. I'm, I have award-winning cassettes. No, I'm familiar, but what's Who's better than Who's got a cassette getting, player? I have hundreds of cassettes. He would have brought it with him. Yeah, Who's got a you? cassette player? I have a cassette player in my car. But Do you really? Wow. I had one. I had them install one in your car when I knew we were driving <laughs> to the Epcot Center. Well, that's I have this weird plastic. Is thing. it one of them big ass rectangle ones? Mm-hmm. And it has the. I have this. I have this weird attaché case that's made out of wood grain plastic thing with a weird, weird clear cover on it that holds cassettes clumsily holds cassettes, and I brought all of mine. And I've had volumes of these. Kind of, kind of wish I chose Steve I Little s- now. I've spoken on every continent about these cassettes. But but I've got you. Why would I want the cassettes? I could ask you any question I want. I get a personalized answer. Great. So we'll just listen to a little the Hazy Fantasy, whatever the <laughs> fuck that band is. <laughs> oh, you're a Hazy fan? Nah. <laughs> I might take Tony Little now that I'm thinking about it. Unitar. Uh, yeah, Tony could, Robbins is a, the, the, the stature of him. I couldn't take that Unitar, though, man. Mm. Because you know he'd have to be pulling at his nuts like every five minutes, a bump. He'd have to be pulling the nut out of his ass. I hadn't thought about mm. the nuts. Uh, yeah, you got to think about the nuts. Yeah, I gotta hear. I have. I have to. I have to. I have to hear him yelling technique. I, I'm telling you, you guys are all on board with the gazelle, which is fine, fine and well. But what there, about that recumbent bike thing he's got now? Well, this is all. The, the point is, is this is like you going. I discovered a band called Led Zeppelin. They got an album called In Through the Outdoor, and you're like, no, no, they got five other albums, ten other albums before that that are twice as good, and you're like. 
nah, this is my album. And they're like, no, 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 you got to go, you got to go to some Tony, Tony some Tony Little, little, deep, little cuts. deep Cuts. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you, yeah. I, I remember him. Early underground show. So, so. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, so, baby. I remember him from the, I'm telling you, like 80s. I used to early go see him at a little oh, gym in Brooklyn. Oh, All right, let's get the news cranked. But the good news is Ralphie May on the men. Right? Yes, definitely, definitely on the mend, and uh, I'm back on our Perfect Ten podcast. Oh we, yeah, we are in y'all's shadow, but uh, we we we're on the little chart too, and uh, we we do it with my wife and uh, have a good time. You can go to RalphieMay.com if you want to find that iTunes. I'm assuming as well. All yep. right, the Perfect let's, Ten podcast. The Perfect Ten podcast. Let's uh, let's do a little news with Allison Rosen. The news with Allison Rosen. She reads some news from her iPad. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. It's Allison, Allison. And when it's time to wrap it up, she'll sign it off with zip it cut. It's Allison, Allison. A camel got loose in Glendale last mm-hmm. week. Uh, it escaped from a Mexican circus that's in town. And we it's have very very close to here for the listeners, by the way. Yes, that's why I'm bringing it up. Sorry for yeah. those who don't know, a camel <clears throat> was like down the street from us. Mexican circus just sounds like slang uh, for yes. clusterfuck. <laughs> like, what the yeah, fuck right? was going on over there at that meeting? A fucking Trust Mexican me. circus. We didn't get nothing done. Armenians are so happy though in Glendale. Oh yeah. We have a clip from the local news report on it, and uh, there's a lot to think is amusing from this clip. Mm-hmm. Mark, that camel is part of the Ramos Brothers Circus, uh, which is just getting underway right now. Behind me, you can see they're about to do a motorcycle show. It's night one of the circus here, so a lot of the animals are not necessarily familiar with their surroundings, and one of them decided to check out the neighborhood. Abdullah the camel is running down Abdullah. the Glendale streets, and her so handlers creative. can't sprint fast enough to catch her. And literally, there was like 10 people running after this camel. It was craziness on the street. I heard kids yelling and screaming. Of course, a Middle Eastern guy has to go and spot a camel. <laughs> of course. He's running down the street. He's a Ahmed Middle Eastern Hamad guy. says the oh. camel headed straight for oncoming traffic. Workers right were by gas after. station. The after the camel, and then one of the workers was trying to go and stop traffic. They were finally able to stop the camel about a block away with this, a carrot. That's their secret weapon. They were able to use it to encourage her to come back home. Feeding the camel. But on the journey back to the circus, Abdullah headed through a gas station. No word if she prefers diesel or unleaded. The people Hold were surprised. Good you know, stuff. Not every day you see a camel running through the gas station. Douglas Ramos the is the co-owner now. of the circus. He says Fact. it all started inside co-owner. the tent okay. where the camels is, were doing their... That's the bass player in the, uh, the mariachi band. That'd be offensive when the guy initially, just out of context, ran to the gas station and yelled, <laughs> we need a camel jockey. It's like, okay. <laughs> that is wildly offensive to me and my people and our culture. No, no, seriously. Camel jockey. <laughs> Abdul, camel jockey. Okay, sir, I keep a gun underneath this counter if you want to keep up those kind of verbal insults. I also enjoyed uh, the blonde woman they interviewed, though, because – and people who were listening wouldn't have have noticed this, but you can watch it on our website. She is gesturing as if this is her big break on TV. Yeah. She's She's going to get a job doing – she'll start with the weekend weather and work her way up to lead news. Uh, I like when they have to explain to you – you know, I like that when they overstate the super obvious, like when they talk to the neighbor. First off, talking to people in the neighborhood, does it ever pay any dividends? Like, is anyone exquisitely hot or articulate? It's like, 
you know, you go out to get your mail in the morning. Uh, you sure don't expect to see a camel on your front lawn. Okay, hold on. Let me write that down. Surprised that you saw a camel walking down your street. Not not you saying, oh, it's another one of those camels going down the street. And their secret weapon was, uh, and they hold it up, right. a carrot. I, but I, they pause dramatically like, yeah. we're not going to know this orange object what is that? A, no, a dildo? I think, oh, the, they used a dildo. I gotta say, they, I don't it's know. And, and like, uh, then they walked him through a gas station. Unclear if he needed regular or diesel. <laughs> Who uses regular? What is this? Seventy-eight. The point is this: <laughs> what is worse, writing on local news stories or writing for kids' shows? Because I feel like they local should. News. Stories. Yeah. They should. They should both just be put into the same fucking. A fiery cauldron and just burnt to death. Like I, there, there's you just. Yeah. But the, you know why? None of them are scrutinized. Like, like they go, hey, we got this thing about uh, obesity. You know, Battle the bulge. <laughs> okay, that's good. They just walk, use the walk, same. Walk, walk, they use the same five jokes and have been, and it's never good. And then when they cut back to the two anchors, it's always, <laughs> what will they think of next? <laughs> oh, well, that, that is what they crazy. say. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. In the so weather, Bob. The camel got loose. And more news. I don't. I also don't feel like the cam. I don't feel like animals make a run for it as much as they just get confused. Because I don't. Yeah, they I, should have a plan. If I were an animal in a circus, I would have a plan in case someone falls asleep on the job of how I'm going to get out. I would have a really fucked up plan because I'd be saying to the other animals, "We got to tunnel out of this place," and they'd be like, "We're moving in two days." <laughs> Yeah. Shut up and start digging would be my <laughs> yeah, response. <right? laughs> it'd be Let's the go. world's worst yeah. escape because it'd just be, well, we'd be in Florida the following day. <laughs> I'd have half a tunnel left behind me everywhere. All right. Camel out. I, uh, I, I can't, you know, it's, camels are one of these animals where they don't really kill any people, but they spit on people, mm-hmm. which again is, uh, you know, sort of them uh, attempting to shame us. You know, they're really the only animal that spits on you. That's you know, really, I don't have a beef with them. They seem to be a reliable form of transportation mm-hmm. for people I don't like for the most part. For centuries. <laughs> De- yeah. 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 Yes. They're like Hitler's six-wheel car. Yep. In a weird way, it's kind of like, I dig the idea that they can go, you know, a thousand miles without ever stopping getting a drink, but uh, you got Khalid Sheikh Mohammed on top of you. I'm not a fan of that guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure once in a while he like jumps Ron in a Jeremy, Jeep. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You also have certain people I know who go to other countries and then take a photo of them riding a camel and put it on Facebook. Like, I don't feel I don't feel the need to ever ride a camel or ever ride an elephant. There's a certain me, height at which neither. an animal is that I don't need to get on it. And a certain, uh, by the way, same way the camel feels about Ralphie May. Amen to that. Like, I don't see any reason why he needs to be on top <laughs> yeah, of this. It's not going right? to put it exactly. on camel book. But also, it's also those things where they get on the camel... Which is as a huge hump and it's nine feet off the ground. And then as the thing starts rising up, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, what did you expect was going to happen yeah. here? Exactly. On top of this yeah. beast, it has a brain the size of a fucking pigeon. It's nine <laughs> feet off the ground and you're sitting on a massive hump that's on top of it. Of course, there's going to be a little side to side action as the thing yeah, attempts to get on its feet. That wasn't going to be a you know? level takeoff. Take yeah. yeah. And everyone's like, whoa, I almost fell. Like, eh. 
Everyone almost yeah. falls off. That's the way it goes. <laughs> it's I wish you had fallen off, stupid. It yeah, would have been like, awesome. It's like riding a zip line and going, what is this air I feel in my face? Yeah. This is confusing me. You know what I do like, though, in, in the cartoons when they would hit a camel on the head and the lump would go up and the mm-hmm. hump would go down? Oh, yeah. That's, that going, that's good stuff. Waka, waka, waka. By the way, oh, just, drinks water. just the – uh, <laughs> You know how I always talk about uh, my boy being a puss and my girl yes. being a daredevil? So she announced to me today that for Christmas she wanted me to build a water slide that went into the swimming pool for her or a zip line that went <laughs> all the way to the bottom of the street, you know. Uh. And my wife said to uh, my kids, she said, well, look, you know, we can go to Catalina. There's a zip line there. And uh, she went and rode it with the girls, and she ain't exactly lion-hearted. So if she's on it, if Lynette's riding it, it's not the scariest thing in the world. She's not, you know, Robbie Knievel and or even <laughs> Robbie's nice mom, reference. Eunice. <laughs> well, all right, evil, may, may rest in peace. The point is this. Uh, we said, look, you can take a helicopter over there. It takes like 20 minutes. You don't have to ride on the three-hour boat ride over there, and then we'll take the zip line. And my son was like, no can do. And we're like, Sonny, you're going to love this zip line. And he's like, I ain't getting on a helicopter. <laughs> it's like, it, he's six years old and he's just like, I am pure puss. And, and by the way, shout it throughout the land. Like, uh, it's let, interesting let that everyone at six, know. he's already afraid of helicopters. Because, see, I would think it takes getting older and hearing about all the accidents to think, hell no. Yeah, it takes uh, you know a couple of tours in Nam at least, yeah, you figure, right? right? But now not down with the zip line or the thing that takes you to the zip line. I, I got an, I got some uh, drama on Facebook because I posted this uh, Thanksgiving message from my son who's three. Here, mm-hmm. let's see if I can play it for you. All right, all right. This is the, this is the message. Okay, he's three. <laughs> All right, and, and and everybody's calling me a shitty parent for posting my three-year-old saying "Happy Thanksgiving, cocksucker" and everything, and and they're calling me dicks and stuff like that. My son is awesome. Okay, he called Ron Jeremy a cocksucker. I right, he's well, he's he's bad. That's true. Yeah, he is yeah, true. He is cock. a cocksucker. Yeah, and, and people go, he doesn't know what a cocksucker is. Well, my son asked what a cocksucker was, and me and my my wife told him that that's what a, a person is who sucks a, another person's pee pee. Mm-hmm. And, and and my both my son and my daughter were laughing, going, "Who would do that? That's where pee comes out of. That's disgusting. Ah ha ha. That's stupid." They're dumb. They're dumb cocksuckers. All right. That's that. All right. And, and now they're calling everybody who's stupid a dumb cocksucker. All right. And so they're using it correctly. Right. And, and, and so it's, it's caused some trouble at the daycare center, but they're using it correctly. Sure. All right. So, um, so people go, well, they don't really know what it means. And I'm like, no, they know exactly what it means. Okay. But they're using it hilariously. All right. And I don't find it me being a bad parent at all. I mean, my kids are great. They're healthy. They're strong. They're wonderful. They're just more prepared for life. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, but, but I'm catching a ton of shit from people. I had uh, the argument of, oh, they know what it means is probably not a great counter to your horrible parent for teaching your kids I that guess word. Yes, you're, you're right. I look, I'm I'm with you. I was skipping rope on uh, uh, over the weekend, and I was in my little room there, skipping my rope at night, like I do, and. Uh, my uh, daughter came in to bug me as she as she does, and uh, she came in. She's six, and uh, I uh, 
I was listening to Graham Parker, as I always do, and I was listening to his song called Stupefaction, and she said the stupid thing, and she started complaining about the bad word, stupid's a bad word. And I just stopped, and I picked her up, and I was up on the hill, up on the room, up on the second floor, and I could look down and see the view, all the lights in the valley. I'm looking at North Hollywood, you know. And I go, listen, see that place? See that place down there in the valley? That's where Daddy grew up. There's a lot of fucking stupid people out there. A lot of seriously <laughs> dumb, stupid people. Do not think there's not stupid people because if you don't think there's stupid people, you're going to be wildly disappointed by all your coworkers and by half your friends. And she paused and she said, Daddy, stop talking. Does Uncle Jimmy live down there? Because he's not stupid. <laughs> he's rich. And he lives in a big house. And I said, uh, good point. Yeah, Uncle, Uncle Jimmy does not live down there. He lives on the other side where the smarter people are. But I'm glad you brought that up. And that's an interesting distinction. But I liked her idea was she thought she was looking over the entire populace of Los Angeles and was going to settle my hash by explaining, I know Jimmy's down there somewhere. Jimmy Kimmel's down there somewhere. And... um <clears throat> I wrote him an email and I said, turns out you're not stupid because uh, Natalia said, uh, Natalia said you were. And he sent an e- email back that said, uh, well, it's 80 degrees in Southern California and I'm in St. Louis. So maybe I am dumb. <laughs> That's uh, that was his uh, response. I love when I love smart guys who are funny guys who never disappoint with an email. You know what I mean? It's, it's always going to be yeah. something a little bit. Now it's their it's their job. Like mm-hmm. if they just sent an email that was pedestrian, right. you'd, you'd go, ah, oh, that's not any good. That's just I'm not <laughs> laughing my ass off. That's <laughs> he not always delivers, clever. man. He always delivers. He never. He does not know how to undeliver. That's what I want to say. All right, should we bring it home? Yes, that's the news. I'm Allison Rosen. Zip it, cunts. That was the news with Allison Rosen. Weird how kids' brains work, though. I know one guy who I know is smart, and he can't be in that population that you're pointing to down there and saying everyone is dumb. So, also, uh, Burton Cummings Theater in uh, Winnipeg. So, until next time, it's Adam Carolla for Ralphie May, Allison Rosen, and Ball Brian saying mahalo. What if Hitler had mad MMA skills? Need perfect gifts this season? Lids has them. Officially licensed sports gear or iconic brands like Nike, Adidas, and Champion. Lids is North America's largest hat retailer. Visit any Lids store and uh, an associate will help you find the perfect cap for you. And uh, this is all high-quality stuff. I'm wearing mine right now. I got my black uh, L.A. Rams hat that I got from Lids. And uh, you can take care of a lot of people on your holiday list. Uh, Lids is a leader in headwear, including all authentic MLB uh, on-field caps, NFL sideline caps, and knits, plus a huge variety of fashion styles, colors, uh, and Lids exclusives. they got stuff that other people don't have. Visit blog.lids.com slash Adam. You get 25% off any in-store purchase. So blog dot lids dot com slash adam and save 25 percent in your next in-store purchase right matt visit blogs.lids.com slash adam for your 25 percent off coupon on your next in-store purchase now is adam talking about nature's hobos the fly and what if hitler had mad mma skills <laughs> also that was what, this episode yeah. also of course the late great ralphie may 
hilarious. So glad uh, that we can guy. still play clips of him because he he's just an incredible incredible talent, and we we miss him so dearly. And Dave Damashek always brings it. Now let's get going with another clip. This one also from 2012, and Adam talks about hospital gown technology. Adam Kroll Show 904, Ian Morris, Allison Rose, and Brian Bishop. September of 2012, Adam had to go visit his dad in the hospital, and he goes over the saga of trying to avoid old man sack. Check it out. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, Ian Morris. Plus, Allison Rosen on news and Bald Brian on sound effects. And now, Tanner Exig, Adam Carolla. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mandy, get it on. Welcome to the program. Good day, Allison Rosen. Hello, Adam Carolla. Good day, Bald Brian. Oh, I've missed that. Yeah. I, I think that's a ringtone now, right? It's going to be shortly. It's going to be shortly. All right, no. So, so everyone buckle up for that. All right. Well, I, uh, I've i been complaining for a thousand years about uh, hospital gowns. Um, I have, you know, I, I've been on the winning and the losing end of the cock and ball show mm-hmm. when it comes to the hospital gowns. There's a winning end? Yeah, well, when you're behind a hot guy, there, there's the. Uh, I should say, I've been on the business end, and the I've been I've been a player and a spectator. I know what it's like. You've been actually, a president and a member. Yeah, I know what it's like to be on the field, and I know what it's like to head up to the front cock and ball office. Oh. And um, I've experienced the, you know, had the hand surgery and trying to get my gown off and my pants up, and you know that kind of, you know, uh, getting an MRI on my knee and trying to figure out a way again with when I trying to get the MRI on my knee, I had two healthy hands and I was not sedated and I was like unable to tie the gown sufficiently. First off, they make one size. It's medium, small. So if you're six, two and you're 200 pounds and you have longish limbs, that thing's going to fit you like Nancy Sinatra's mini skirt from like this 1968. And timely. The, <laughs> the point is this. I know I should have went with Twiggy. The point is, I found myself in my room getting changed, attempting to tie the bow. The backwards bow is practically impossible to tie, and a mirror True. will only confuse you more. Yes, because all of a sudden you're trying to go left and you're going right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. I was like sitting there, like trying to, and then I did this move where I pulled the whole thing over my head, tried to pre-tie it and oh. pull it over my head like a smock, but that didn't really work because I like made how the, some people tie ties. I made the head hole too small. Would have been funny if they found me that way. Oh, a ironic asphyxiation. Not again. Not again. <laughs> Had a, and, and Drew would just be like, "No need for a coroner's report." And we knew this is how he would go. I think it's pretty obvious what happened here, people. Yeah. <laughs> just walk away. Um, so, you know, I got to go visit my dad in the hospital. And I've said it a million, million fucking times. This gown. Now, the thing about people who work at a hospital. When you work at a hospital, you are used to lots of things that upset other people. 
Guys coming in after had horrible motorcycle accidents with compound fractures and femurs, you know, protruding through the skin. We would just be yakking into the closest trash can or potted plant when they're all just business. They they hardly ever even go ew. Ew. Yeah. I mean, there's guys coming in with rebar that has been cut off so that they could be transported, sticking through the rib cage. People are and shitting themselves. Shitting themselves. They're all business. Some of them even masturbate to it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's what gets you into it. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to love what you do. <laughs> yes, that much. Um, but for regular folk, that kind of stuff's upsetting. Yes. And I'll tell you what else is upsetting. Old person genitalia. Upsetting. To regular I've heard, folk. I've heard the ratio of scrotum to cock is, is unpleasant. There's like a large scrotum thing happening, yeah? Not only is, is that something that, that, that takes place over the years... But, you know, some are growers, some are showers. There's everything in between. And that is one time when the penis is just not in full effect. You know, this is not, this is a woman without her makeup on. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's awful. You know what I'm no saying? No dignity. I'm just saying there are times when a man does not want to have uh, his the, the full measure of the man measured, and that's during mm-hmm. this period. Right. Um, and so they have these gowns, and, and I think I've come up with a way to do this. Now, first things first, I'd let a guy have his underpants, but, you know, there's catheters and there's things like that, and I understand there's business going on down there, but... There's a fundamental problem, and the fundamental problem is this. Um, A, people are drugged. B, they're old. C, they're in there for a reason. It's not a punt, pass, and kick competition. It's I've had full-blown surgery on my arm or my shoulder, and I can't move. I, I really I can't move one side. I've had a stroke. One side of my body's paralyzed. Thus, I can do nothing. Even a perfectly healthy and coordinated guy who can ride a unicycle by the name of Adam Carolla <laughs> cannot... Pre-sedation cannot get the thing tied. So 81-year-old had stroke, left side paralyzed. No fucking way that guy can get that gown pulled around. But they don't – they won't give you one. And um, then here's where the real trouble comes in. They put you in bed in just such a way where you're sort of perched up, but you're sliding. You're constantly sliding down. The bed is kicked up at, you know – 35, 40 degrees, but you're basically just sinking down into it. And as you're sinking down, everything is just sort of sliding up. Um, not to mention this sort of restless leg syndrome you get when you're bedridden for a long time and uncomfortable. So what happens is, is you go in there and they're going to draw some blood and they're doing the thing where they're like, hold the wrist, hold the wrist down. It's what I had to do today. You know, help us hold this wrist down. This is going to, you know, this is going to pinch just a little bit, Mr. Corolla. Just going to pinch. And then what happens is the legs start flailing around and the covers have been kicked off and now it's just a junk parade. <laughs> and what I'm doing is like, I'm, and, and I'll tell you the other part that, that's bad too is, Everybody who enters the room enters the business end of the junk parade. Mm-hmm. They and they hit it's like the, a flag. Boom, square on. It's not like everyone's standing behind your bed. Behind your bed is nothing but a you know orchestra of equipment and tubes and stuff. You're only standing. You're junk centric the entire time. That's that's that's, that's, only, that's the only place you could stand. And it's, they couldn't set it up. I guess. 
you could take a knee and get a little better shot at the junk, but you're in about you were in full junk viewing. Like if they built junk grandstands, these this would be the fifty mm-hmm. yard line, standing at the edge of the bed, off to the side, and just staring down the barrel of your dad's cock. That's that's how they designed this <laughs> you're, stuff. You're junk and center. You're junk and you're center. Junk and center. Right. So there's this thing where it's like now you're kind of holding the guy's arm a little, but I'm also holding his arm and flipping the gown down every 10 seconds Uh because it gets kicked up and flies back again. And I'm like throwing it down now. The nurses and the doctors and the whoever's all the technicians again, they're Vietnam vets. They've seen it all. They've they've been through villages that have been massacred, smelled burning flesh that. They're just eating, eating their eating their shit on a shingle out of a can, sitting mm-hmm. on top of some uh, dead Vietnamese body that's still smoldering. No problemo. But for the for the folks, for the folks that haven't been in country, in cockery, <laughs> um, not pleasant. Yeah, not pleasant. And um, I'm guessing, you know, again, not pleasant for the person whose legs are flailing around and junk is being tossed from side to side. Not pleasant for family members that are standing at the foot of the bed seeing the uh, junk in motion. And I thought, we got to do better than this. We just have to do better than this in the gown. And uh, it's probably somewhere in uh, in 50 years, Walby Chicks. Who decided that, you know, somewhere around the Civil War... When they initially came out with the first prototype for this gown, that that was it. That there could be no improvement It's the forces on of this. big junk. Yes. I feel like... We're buckling under them. I feel like underpants have moved. You know, there was like... Well, there, first there was boxers, or first there was briefs. Then there, but now they're boxer briefs, and this is awesome, because I love a boxer brief. And you're 100% right about... I forgot about when I was in the hospital, all I ever wanted to do was have people prop me up, because I kept slotting down that... that 40 degree, you know what I mean? Yes. You're kind of lying down, you're kind of propped. Yes. The, my very first thing I asked when I like woke up from surgery was, can you lift my bed up? Yeah, you, like, you, you lift me up. You slide around, and if you're sort of in and out of consciousness, like my dad is, he's kind of flailing about a little bit, and it's just your legs are sort of kicking around. And I just realized, this is, okay, this is a disaster. So somebody has to design something. And I, I, I was thinking about it while I was napping today, because that's where I get my best work done. Mm-hmm. And I realized what we need is a, a, a tunic-type design. There needs to be a double slit in the front that goes up maybe 10 inches. First thing we need to do is cut it so it hangs down a little longer. It needs to, it needs to first off... Let it out a little in the length. Yes. One size fits all. No, no, no. Because I know... They would give the same one to Penn Jillette as they give to Grandma Gertie, who's going in there and just, you know. And I would a, not a, want to be visiting Penn Jillette 81 in that situation. Pounds. No. The gastric, the gastric bypass center must have larger ones. You know what I mean? They must oh, get bigger ones. The ones interesting that are in the lap band. Interesting. Because that's the one I'd want. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like that one. All right. So we need to, A, have a few different sizes. But what we need to do is we need to bring it down. A little past the knee instead of instead of mid thigh. It's it starts off yeah. at mid thigh, so we're already just a little. You know, someone slams the door and your cock's exposed. Basically, it's a little breeze, and so well, let's not start mid thigh. Let's go below the knee. It'll be more flattering anyway. Right. Number two. Let's then make a slit, not right down the middle, but two 
tunic style, like, uh, you know, Roman warrior style. Two that come up about 10 inches. Car wash flap style. Mm -hmm, That always leave that center flap falling down. Always leave that center flap falling down. You can kick your knees up, (laughs) and the knees will be kicked up, because that's when you're experiencing pain or discomfort or whatever. Yeah, what what happens is is they're putting a needle in you, and you're going, "Mm," and your knees... Uh, just sort of come up. That's that's your your reaction is a weird sort of knees to the chest kind of a kind of a thing when you're in pain, but you can't you can't move. Yeah, like fetal. Yeah, and it's it's hard to it's very hard to watch. It's hard to to, to experience. But made uh, harder by all the junk flapping around. Compounded by the junk. Two zeros, one for the cock, one for the balls. Kind of put behind to injury to yes, junk. And, and I just—it's just weird thing with me. And you know, I've I've hyper vigilance uh, as it is. So I'm—it's just weird motion where I'm constantly uh, almost like what Jenny McCarthy does with her bangs when she's interviewed by <laughs> Oprah. It's that version. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, my hey, Pink Army. That one was for you. Uh, it's that move where it's like I'm just reflexively throwing it down mm-hmm. as I'm, I'm taking a hand, I'm trying to hold his wrist steady while she's trying to find an artery, and I keep throwing the thing down. It sounds like you also probably had a lot to not look directly at. I don't know if you're I, a not look at the needle I, kind of person. I, was, I would be. I was a little bit of needle. that, and it's like I was dabbing. You know, I could, he had like the tears, you know, that can't move, you know, thing, and and also the the. Uh, the C and B situation we had going downstairs too was also for the you know twenty six year old semi attractive technician who was putting the chick who was putting the thing who's got it. Her husband's going to want to make love at some point this evening Someday. and <laughs> at some point this month, and she's going to have a flash of pops, cock, and balls, and she's going to be you know. Just not feeling it right now, Tex. So this was for her. This is for me. This is for Pops. Believe me, when he comes around, I'd like to keep the you know clear shots of the uh, C and Bs in into triple digits. We're heading toward four <laughs> digits at this point. Like we're 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 heading yeah. fast toward it's four time digits. To cap it. And I just thought, look, uh, it's bad for Grandma. It's bad for Grandpa, and it's bad for the grandkids. Um. Let's address this problem. Would could we please? And I, I feel like we have a society that's pretty pretty much wired this way. It's not like, well, it's a hot day. I'm going to drop my pants and ride the bus. I mean, if only it were. If only. But it's so not. Yeah, we're we're not parts of Europe here. We're not. We're our kind of uptight about this stuff. You know, we're you know, a woman does her breastfeeding and lays it out in the open out there in the chilies and somebody complains. You know, we that's that's a boob and that's a functional boob, you know? This is something this is something worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Modesty. it Yeah, I don't I don't know if it wins you any awards, <laughs> but should. the hospital gown is uh as I said uh in the book, the ketchup packet was signed off on in like 1951 and since I wrote the book, 6 months later they came out with a whole bunch of different ketchup packets that are 10 times better than the shitty one. Now they have to start doing that with the fucking soy sauce. They have to take the soy sauce and to put it in the miniature Tabasco bottles instead of the ones you put in your mouth and rip down the middle. And then spill all and over And spill all over yourself with the fucking... Uh, what did I call that? Uh, uh, oh, shit. It's like sushi bukkake or something. <laughs> came up with something. Sushkaki. Either way, Michael, uh, tell me one of these days. Uh, so anyway, I went and visited my dad's cock and balls this morning, and I think I saw him for a minute too. Um, 
obsessed over keeping the thing thrown down. Uh, he was still hooked up to the ventilator and the breathing and you know the whole tubes. And I could tell he's miserable and he, he wants to get out of there. Um, he's uh, things have like stabilized and you know blood gases are good and uh, all and and, and blood pressure is good and and all that kind of stuff's good. He's just absolutely miserable with the, all these things going down his throat and through his nose and everything. And he just he just he just it's it, you hate uh, you hate to see someone you love. But you hate you hate to see anyone. You do hate just, to see someone you, you love. You hate to see someone you love. We'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember what I called that, uh, Mike. Maybe Michael will know what that is. But um, it's just the struggle and the frustration and the sort of unable to communicate. And, you know, he sort of – I got a couple affirmative grunts from him. Yeah, kind of reduced to a real, like, animal state. Yes, yes, yeah. It's the helplessness you feel, too, of, like – like you want to commu- communicate to them, like no, this is helping you. I know this is a very unnatural feeling, and know this sucks, all that, but it's helping you. But you're not sure if it's getting through to them. Yeah, it's the helplessness that you feel, not being yeah, able to Yeah, and you're holding him down, and he does the thing where the needle goes in, and you know it's that thing where she's like, oh, "It's a little dark. Well, I wonder if we got a vein. We needed an artery. Well, anyway, I'll send it down to the lab, and we'll see if we get that. And then they come back." To- 20 minutes later, it's like, we got a vein, we didn't get an artery, and we need the artery blood because that's oxygenated, so we got to test the artery blood. They so anyway, if you could help us again, Mr. Corolla, this is just going to be a little uh, discomfort, and you're like, oh, we got to do multiple, The multiple pokes is, yeah, like, I've had that many we got to do it again is, uh, boy, bad times. All right, so uh, I'm just saying, the gown, the underpants, the something, you know, something. When something that troubled me when I had surgery, when I when I was put under, I had the gown on and I had it tied. Sure. And then when I um, came to afterwards, it wasn't tied. And so, yeah. <laughs> wait, is that now? Well, that, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a bad mm-hmm. story. Cause now I'm forgetting what it was that was troubling me. Basically, I was wondering how did they get the thing untied? Like, do they? I mean, what the hell did they do to me? It is. That's really the least of the awful things that happened. It but, is so impossible for them to do that move where they like change a sheet or roll you over or do anything without that thing just getting pulled around yeah. and pulled open, and it's just. I, I know it's all meant for them and sort of easy access and, and whatever it is. But look, people, we have something called Velcro, do we not? Like, I just feel like there are advances that could be made. There and, just could be. And the center flap is a really good idea. It would make visits to the gynecologist less miserable. Because mm. you have now to have your Now you're talking. It would make childbirth better. Yes. Because these are situations where you have to have your knees up. Yeah. I was, you could uh, wear it during sex. I was reminded, uh, and I would, especially during the winter months. I was uh, reminded about um, <laughs> that's my problem. I go in to visit my poor dad, and I just start seeing stuff to complain about. Uh, the bathroom in the room had the big sign on the front of it that said "for patient only," except for the guy is not capable of sitting up. He's ironically, there's one person in this room who can piss all day because he's got a catheter attached to him. And then there's another person that put down a couple cups of Starbucks and could use the head right now. But nobody else can use this bathroom but Pops. 
and it reminded me of uh, when uh, we had the twins, and this time we had sort of like the birthing suite, and that had the bathroom in it. And at some point uh, when uh, I was pacing around and Lynette and I were waiting, I think for 8.30 or 9 or whenever we're going to get wheeled out and get those kids out of her um, – I went and used the bathroom and ran into Nurse Ratchet as I was stepping out and got the super stern. Sir, that's for patients only. And I thought, and then how about their husbands who paid 40 grand to crap out the kids at your facility? Number one. Number two, I understand the part where people do that when they catch you walking in. But once you hear that toilet bowl, once you hear that toilet tank refilling itself and me coming out, zipping up my fly, uh, that's it. Because here's the deal. Last I checked, we didn't have a pony keg in here. We're going down to the you know the operating room in 20 minutes. So the chance that I'm going to take another piss is uh, slim to none. So the damage has been done. And we're not coming back to this room ever again. We'll go down to the OR and then to the recovery, whatever. But we're not going to go into this room again. So no reason for the... And I think I even got the uh, next time speech. <laughs> which, again... Um, having twins, uh, the earliest the next time could be would be, you know, with recovery time. You're looking at a year from now. So give me a worst case scenario. A year from Plus, now, I pay another 40 grand and I get a birthing suite and I take a number one tinkle in the toilet. It's bitch. not like she's having the babies in the bathroom. Yeah. What's uh, the harm? Um, this is why everybody and, 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 you know, everyone is in a mode where they're like, um, well, oh, hey, sorry, I didn't see the signer. Um, everybody needs to be in the mode that I'm constantly in, which is, hey, don't worry about it. And they go, well, sir. And I'll go, hey, I'll do it next time or I won't. What are you going to do? Now mind your own business. That's it. Because if you start taking a step backward, that's the only thing these cunts have. And the dicks of the world. That's the only thing they have is you taking a step backwards. When I'm pouring myself my own champagne in first class because I've been ignored for 20 minutes and the cunt says, uh, sir, that this isn't a self-serve bar. I go, hey, it's first class, sweetie. You going to yell at me? If you take a step back, now I was abused for the rest of the flight. But thank God I was sitting next to a sober guy who I kept telling that order drinks, and then I would drink his drink. <laughs> you thirsty again? Wink, wink. <laughs> That's all we have. And then I was wildly outraged when I got the uh, person, you know, and I just told her, uh, she overheard me talking on the phone saying I got this chick, she's being a bitch, and she's busting my balls, and I'm saying it loud, and, and she needs to shut the fuck up and do her job, and then she, like, overheard me. It's like, I heard you, and I was like, good. You found- she told you? She heard you? Yeah, she was like, I heard you, whatever, and, and I was like, uh, look, first off, you don't need me. There are things called mirrors. You want to go find out your cunt? Go find a mirror. So, or a body of water, still body of water, or possibly or a, a frying pan. a spoon, pan. if you have some a imagination. Spoon, if you <laughs> If you're high, a spoon. So uh, then when I was leaving the place, I got the sort of apologetic kind of manager guy who does the, she's, you know, that way with everybody, so don't mind her. And I said, why don't you fire her then? Uh, by the way, I love that. That's that's the greatest thing ever. Oh, I didn't know she was a cunt to everybody. Well, then all is forgiven. Hey, asshole, fire the bitch. Who freaks people out and is bitchy to people in the, the, in the most critical times of their lives. There's only a few moments when people are, are balls of nerves, and this is one of them. How about she dial down the cuntitude to maybe a six and a half or seven, and you, who are her supervisor and are aware of this, 
you should shit can her ass. And it's probably unions and things like that that are fucking it up. But don't make cunt apologies to me. Cunt apologies. (laughs) Cunt apologies. It's a new greeting card from Hallmark. So either way. Not super um, popular. I just thought. I didn't use Pop's bathroom, but it did remind me of the story of being dressed down for uh, using the one. And there wasn't another couple in the suite or anything. It was just a large suite that's part of the, like, deluxe having the kid program. You get this and you get that. And one of the things you get is this, like, little suite that you sit in for a couple hours before you go down. Speaking of insulting signs, did they have the sign that they had in my room, which was, uh, uh, do not attempt to stand up on your own. Please wait for someone to come help you. Do they have that? Because they have that with the brain, the brain injury recovery oh, places. Oh, interesting. I they didn't... made me wear a wristband, super insulting, that said fall risk, a big yellow oh, wristband. Oh, really? Basically, I was seen walking alone in the hallways. I was to be grabbed. Mm. I was not allowed to walk around on my own. Wow. Probably, probably smart. Mm. But good. But very insulting. But very and insulting. a great title for the next made-up movie. <laughs> fall risk. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt. He dared to walk on his own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tommy John, this Black Friday. Fight the cold with the cozy and Tommy John underwear, loungewear, pajamas, bras. They make it all. Shop their Black Friday sale right now and give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list. I, it just turned cold out here and I just started donning, nay, rocking the loungewear and the Tommy John stuff. It's so good. They make men's and women's. It's so soft. It's so nice to putz around the house and. And you can wear it outside the house as well. Plus, Tommy John's got uh, pajamas. They have underwear. They have limited edition uh, sets, uh, perfect for gifting. They always sell out soon, so get going on it. And don't sleep on the underwear or the T-shirts either because that is the gift that keeps on giving. It is Tommy John, right, man? Shop Tommy John's Black Friday sale right now to make sure your gifts arrive by the holidays. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Adam for 20% off site-wide. Get 20% off for a limited time only at TommyJohn.com slash Adam. TommyJohn.com slash Adam. See site for details. That's Adam dodging that old man's sack. But, I mean... And his invention of the hospital tunic. Uh, how very goth of him. How very interview with a vampire. Yeah. that. But look, I mean, if that's what it takes, Gio. That's what it takes. Although I haven't seen it really, really develop yet, so I, I doubt it's really going to happen. People just want to see your sack. <laughs> now let's get going with our next clip. This is from 2014. One of my favorite games that we play. Totally topical. This is live from the Park West. Yeah, totally topical TiVo trivia time tonight. Mike Lawrence, a really great live guest. I remember the show being insanely fun. And let's listen to them play the game. We were both there. Adam Kroll Show 1252. Uh, we played a portion of Mike Lawrence before, but not the full game. This is totally topical TiVo trivia time tonight. Uh, this is from February of 2014. It is epic. All right. Uh, we have some uh, totally topical TiVo trivia. And. Um we have a uh, Chicago edition. Uh, this is just the description that comes up on TiVo when a movie comes up, but uh, minus the actors and talent in the movie, yes? All right, Dawson. Oh, wait, what's my name? Pete. My name's Pete. Okay, sorry. You shout out your name. Adam's too soft. I've, I've been burned uh, enough. Okay. So I shout out Pete, but uh, use your name okay. uh, when uh, you think you know the answer. Sorry. Let's play Totally Topical TiVo Trivia Time today. Two brothers fight each other 
and an outbreak of arson. As Brian. Sh- Brian. Oh, shit. Is this Backdraft? From 1991. Yeah. Hold on. Let me say this. I don't like it when they make movies about either cops or firemen, which make them in, in, in insane heroes, like where they go like, that warehouse is totally engulfed in flames. And the guy goes, there may be someone still in there. And I don't care what color their skin is. I'm going in. And they grab a door and they make it into a shield. And they just start pushing forward. And another guy goes, I'm right behind you. And they do this incredible thing. And then they talk to real firemen. They go, did you see Backdraft? Was it realistic? Absolutely. <laughs> Ab- a- very realistic. Very realistic. If they made a movie about me where my cock was really wide and then I had like shredded abs and then they went to me and went, was it pretty realistic? To pe-? Absolutely. 100%. That's if anything, documentary. They, if anything, they dialed it back just to yeah, make it more believable. Yeah, they dialed it just to make it, it was unbelievably, it's so unbelievably wide. <laughs> Plus, on the, on the IMAX format, it wouldn't fit. So, uh, so we had but to scale it, it back. But it works 3D for some reason. Yeah. It's just poking at you the whole time. Right. But whenever they do a fucking movie about cops, firemen, or anything that, that makes them look like insane heroes, it's always, oh, yeah, 100%. All right, Brian's up one, uh, one nothing. Here we go. In 2035. Brian. Sh- Brian. It's got to be RoboCop. A Chicago homicide detective tracks Pete. Oh, shit. Blade Runner in Chicago. (laughs) Tracks a sophisticated robot. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, iRobot? From 2004. That took place in Chicago? Ro- Robocop was Detroit. That was stupid. That was Detroit. That was you're, dumb. No, you were on Detroit. I, was, I led you down. So dumb. No, no, it was me talking about shitting in Detroit. No, I was talking yeah. about you. So dumb. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so pissed I, about Pete. iRobot took place in Chicago? iRobot was a movie? It was a movie, yeah. <laughs> it was also a vanity plate I had <laughs> in the 80s. It turns out I could too. dance, you know. I'm not, I just want to let people know. 2004 Vancouver looks exactly like 2035 Chicago. That's That's true. To help a friend, a suburban babysitter. Brian. Brian. Oh, fuck. Uncle Buck? Adventures in Babysitting? From 1987, Adventures in Babysitting. I don't know if that movie holds up, but I liked it at the time. Me too. Yeah. All right, Mike. First appearance of Thor. She has oh, the yeah. Well, speaking, the whole time. Of, speaking of vanity plates, so cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the underpaid Chicago White Sox. Eight men out. Pete. Brewster's Millions. Mike, eight men out. From 1988. Wow. It is eight men out. Brian, you may have met your I match. Know. Uphill battle. For the first time, I'm glad I don't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. You see? It's paid dividends. Mike, to chime in, say your name. Oh, sorry. Not the title of film, please. Ooh, oh, wow. <laughs> Should I just Heisenberg you? That is my name. <laughs> <laughs> Unjustly accused. Brian. Brian. The Fugitive. From 1993. Oh, wow. Wow. 
It's three to two. Wow. Mike's in the lead. A record store owner. Brian. Pete. Brian. High fidelity. From 2000. Wow. See, that's why he's the king. What, what are we not? Is it 3-3 three, three now? Knotted up at three. If, if I lose, I have to shave my beard and glue it to his head. So. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Heading to Chicago to see a boxing match. Pete. Pete. Dickstown? A group of friends. I thought you said Dickstown, like the pornographic version of Dickstown. (laughs) Dickstown? That's another license plate. That's a frame. (laughs) I couldn't get that one passed by. Mine was I, Dicks. Yeah. A group of friends witness a murder. Ah, shit. I worked on this fucking film. (laughs) (laughs) And have to run... From a gang. Pete again. Repeat. (laughs) Judgment Day. No, Judgment Night. Judgment Judgment Night Night from 1993. You know, the problem with that movie... I thought that was L.A. Well, it was fucking shot in L.A. They did, like, all the B-roll and all that shit in, in Chicago. I didn't know. What did you do on the movie? I was a stand-in for, by the way, when you're a stand-in for a bad guy. For Cuba? <laughs> Were no. you a snow dog? No. Uh, we can, if, you, if you can find the bad guys, I stood in for the dude w- who was shortish with super long hair in the bad guy crew. <laughs> and... Um, I knew the AD on the movie, and I was broke, and I was swinging a hammer, and I was begging him for any kind of work he would give me. And stand-in work was a cushy gig because you got paid 100 bucks a day, and you got to eat as much as you wanted, and didn't have to fucking do anything. And the bad guys were like Dennis Leary, and then... Um, be, real. be Real. No, it wasn't Be Real. It was... Uh, uh, no, it was... Uh, Someone else from Cypress Hill? Oh, no, no, no. No, it wasn't a Cypress Hill. It was a jump around guy. House of Pain Everlast? Guy. It was Everlast. Yeah, it was Everla- Everlast. Brian, Everlast. Everlast. <laughs> anyway, these guys all looked exactly like the guys they were standing in for because they had to like audition and had to go through a vetting process. And you have to be the same height and the same color and the same hair and the same everything because when they light the scene they need to light the stand-ins and I was five inches taller and had short hair <laughs> and my guy down there this story is still more entertaining than the movie it, yeah, I know <laughs> this story sucks but I just remember when the first time the director saw me got everyone together he's like you stand there you stand there he had me moving and he just looked at me like who the fuck are all right and he just like moved on but when you stand in for a bad guy in a shitty movie, you, you pray that your guy doesn't get killed first. The whole plan is to have your guy go on as long as humanly possible and get as many days yeah. and as much free trail mix out of the gig as humanly possible. But yes, I uh, was a stand-in in that movie. Very you're, sad. You're hoping your guy makes it to the showdown at the end. You're like Carl in Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. I also, by the way, the biggest thrill of my young showbiz career is at the rap party, they gave a t-shirt out that had 752 names on the back of it, and I was like 748, <laughs> like a found, hey, that's me, 
<laughs> C-O-R, right there. <laughs> I bet. Right above the caterer and between the guy who cleaned out the porta potty. <laughs> there I am. I bet the most frustrating person to stand in for is Danny Trejo. Mm. Because regardless of who you are, you're like, I look better than that guy. Yeah. This is bullshit. Yeah. Or, or Edward James almost where you're like, is my skin that bad? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Am I that Does my face also look like an envelope? <laughs> yeah, do they need like a pockmark stand-in? Oh, yeah. All right. Blind Lighting. people can I'll, read his I'll, face. I'll, I'll, take my half a, I'll take my half a point. Thank you. Oh, that must be weird. Like, I wonder if, if Edward James almost dates a blind chick. Because in every, <laughs> every blind, every movie where you date the blind chick, the chick can tell you're... Or, or she's like, like, I don't know what you're trying to say. He's like, no, I'm not saying anything. It's just my face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just imagine that his pockmarks and Morgan Freeman's dimples have conversations together. Yeah. And by the way, Morgan Freeman's uh, Audis and his innies should get together. Like, hey, you got oh a roller God. skate, I got a key. Let's. They could have a threesome with Seal. That is racist, first up. And that's why I love you. I will bet you that if you got Morgan Freeman... And Edward James, almost their faces would lock together. Like, like I oh bet the pattern is exact. They match up like Pangea. Just yes. like perfect. Boom. I believe it is time for us to unite like penguins right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we got to do that. Somebody's got to do that, man. Someone's probably already done it already. Uh, you're you know, right. That you're right. That. That's lame. You're right. All right. Three, three, zero, <laughs> yeah. half. A hip Chicago teen, Pete, about last night, moves to a... Shit! I just had that one chambered. I like that movie. I know. Moves to a Midwestern town where, thanks to a pastor, dancing... Brian. Oh. Oh, it's uh, Footloose. From 1984. Come on. Allison, come on now. I know. I should have. I, I love Wait, Kevin Bacon. Why are we booing? Because you got a point. Oh. No. Fuck I don't know. Booing. Let me tell you why we're booing. Get used Allison to it. Right now. That was a guy who's, you know, batting average is like 11, and he just dribbled one back to the pitcher, and you're not running it out. You know what I mean? You're, you're heading for the dugout. You know what I mean? You're better than that. You see what I'm saying? You're not going to win this game. I want to see you leg it out. Do you know what I mean? I want to see that helmet come off. You know, it, Allison has no idea what metaphors uh, you're using. What I'm saying is... is I don't even know if he's talking to me or you. You're going you're gonna to get out. You're out. What I'm saying is... <laughs> What's going on? You're not, gonna get a, you're not getting to first base. But we want to see a hustle. And I felt like that, that, that showed a lack of hustle. Okay, but there's many... People at home don't know, but there's many a time I've been like, ah, 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 which is me trying. It wasn't one of them. That's true. But it's me trying to get my name in there. Okay. I need to be right. a P name. <laughs> I'm going to lose as Priscilla. It's like right. there's a part of your brain that's John Lithgow not allowing the rest of it to be free and yes, think for itself. I'm repressed. <laughs> All right. Here we go. A cool teen... Plays hooky. Pete. Pete. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. From 1986. Yeah. One and a Uh half. A folksy Arkansas dancer. 
turns radio psychologist. Pete. Pete. Oh, Brian. Oh, uh, fuck. Uh, okay. How many seconds do I get? As many as you need, boss. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, shit. It's Dolly Parton in Straight Talk, Street Talk. Straight From 1992, talk. Straight Talk. Straight Talk. Oh, my God. Let me tell you why I hate that fucking movie. Because she's sitting on a pumpkin in the poster? <laughs> there was like 10 years where that was every movie poster pose. Yeah. It's a comedy. <laughs> You're going to laugh. It had that scene where she came into the radio station and she was applying for the job as like the receptionist. And they did that confusion where the boss went, You're late. You're going to be on the air in three minutes. And she went, But, huh? And he went, Come on over here. Said, By the way, is there ever a situation like. You go to the airport and someone goes, you're late. You got to fly this plane or where you couldn't stop and go, I'm not a pilot. I'm not here for this. Or we just find yourself behind the yoke, like just go doing this 2000 feet in the fucking air. Like, I, I feel like you could stop and go. Yeah, That's not what a I, moment. They sat her down behind the microphone because they thought she was like the, uh, you know, Dr. Ruth or the doctor something. And she's going to give advice and love advice or whatever. And then she started giving her homespun country advice. And let you're me guess, regular, they didn't want any of it. <laughs> you're just a regular modern woman who owns her own theme park. This will be right. fine. <laughs> <laughs> then it turned into a thing where, of course, the town started going nuts, like, almost immediately. And then she would be walking past construction sites, and they'd be playing it. And she'd go past people waiting for the bus, and they'd be holding it up, and billboards everywhere. I did radio. None of that shit ever happens. <laughs> you, you, fucking five years in, my dad said, uh, five years in, my dad said, uh, hey, maybe I could come on and be a guest on your show. And I said, uh, all right, when do you want to come on? And he said, I don't know, Friday about 7. And I said, uh, the show's on Sunday through Thursday, and it starts at 10. That's the fucking reality of, of radio. <laughs> You mean well, you were never walking carrying coffee and a bus went by with your picture with on it? With my picture on it, yeah. Hey, that's me. Well, they always do the montage where there's like like five or six people listening to the show to show mm -hmm. that it's popular. But uh -huh. if like those were the only people listening <laughs> and that's it? Well, the montage, they start growing and growing <laughs> and growing and then people are listening. In your the ratings car. went from six to eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, wait. What do I have? Three. Two and a half or three? Uh-oh. Mike has three. Brian has four. Oh. Allison has zero. <laughs> a you Chicago didn't have to man say that. named yeah. his family. What? what? I'll what? say it again. A Chicago man and his family. Go camping. Mike. Mike. The Great Outdoors. From 1988. Wow. This is mostly going to be John Hughes movies. <laughs> He's the best. Every fucking third movie, too, was uh, this guy's a slick used car salesman, and this guy's a schlubby, and they're forced to be neighbors or live together on a houseboat. <laughs> By the way, since that, was the, that odd couple was the theme of but I'm assuming the, the, other, the people you hang out with you know, have bad frames and bad beards, and you guys talk comedy, right? <laughs> it's not like I'm a Republican all, RV salesman. We're all 31 year olds with backpacks. Yes. <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
you, you, you tend to kind of hang out with the people you hang kind, out with. Yeah. You don't get. And by the way, if your neighbor is someone you hate and would never hang out with, guess who doesn't hang out with the neighbor? But in the movie world, that was every third one. All right, are we four and four now? Yes, game is to five. This oh could my be God. A, Ooh. a killer sought by a Chicago detective. Pete. Pete. <laughs> um, about last night. <laughs> Becomes a doll. Oh, shit. Called Chucky. Oh, come on. Mike. Brian. Child's, Child's play. play. Wait. I, I, I oh. heard Mike first. Oh, what? I did too. Oh. Crowd. Oh. <laughs> I, I heard Mike too, but I'm, I may be just sitting next to him. I, that was, uh, that was For the win from 1988, wow, it I, is Child's wow. Play. Wow. Congratulations, Mike. Listen. That's Lindsay Lohan in her first role. <laughs> My, uh, Brian, uh, I, I got to say, we, we might have to go back and listen to the tape on that one. That was a simultaneous answer and, and, and name. I heard Mike, too, but I, I'm please, sitting next to Just please, in the future, refer to me as the people's champion. Okay. All right. All right. Um. Tune in for more Totally Topical TiVo Trivia Time ah, yes. tomorrow. Mike, Tuesday. You got, you got a couple, uh, couple more minutes before you got to yeah. run and go. Uh, is my win tainted right? or am I good? No, no, that's that's a clean, that's a okay. clean win and a All nice right. win and Thank a man. You. He said taint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we do a, a little news? Mm. Uh, I just need, I just need to say this. Mm. I don't think I've ever chimed in fewer times, and yet I knew so many of them. Yeah, I know that that was apparent. Well, my performance. Me, no. These guys are so fast. Let me say this. Can I, can I say something quick? Yes. How did we get straight talk but not the untouchables? <laughs> when oh, I think Chicago, <laughs> well, I think Dolly Parton on a pumpkin. Chucky took a while, too, because we actually got Chucky's name in yeah. there. We got the doll and Chucky's name. But, look, I don't want to bring everyone down, but uh, we... As a society, don't encourage young girls to play totally topical TiVo trivia. <laughs> they grow up thinking it's a man's game. Right. You know what I, mean? I know. So, and, and when I'm on stage with you guys and we're playing the game, I just want to please you and like defer and make sure we're I'm all saying. getting along. So there were many times as a young girl growing yeah. up where the fellas were all hanging around with brandy snifters, dr- smoking cigars, playing totally topical TiVo trivia. And I and wanted to play, and my mom's like, you'll never get a date. Yeah, yeah, your dad's you, if you like, play this, that this, game. this for the fellas. Maybe if you go lesbian, we'll see if you can come in. But uh, get along, little girl. Get in the kitchen and uh, bake us another uh, mm-hmm. batch of muffins, would you? And so that gets built into the psyche right. of every young girl. And then a few years go. later, you hit the stage in Chicago, and you're stifled. I know. I'm glad you understand. I should have gone to a girls-only school where we played this game. That's right, with Mrs. Garrett. Oh, I wanted to go to Eastland so bad. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Oh, girls. (laughs) (laughs) She's awesome. That was her. I love Mrs. Garrett. Yeah, I love her. I love her hair. I love how... It changed colors from season one to season two. She had a way of walking that always made her look like she was in a fucking hurry or had to take a piss. Like, she did not have 
a a stroll. She just had a Well, Mr. Parker was on her ass. Yeah. School dietitian. I was waiting for some crying game shit like to be revealed that that was a man all along. Yeah, Miss Garrett. Yeah, it was like they'd made it to season nine. They probably would have. Yeah. If only. All right, let's do a little news, shall we? The news with Allison Rosen. She'll read oh. some news from her iPad. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. It's Allison. Pussy lips. Allison. Pussy lips. And when it's time to wrap it up, she'll sign it off with zip it cut. It's Allison. Pussy lips. Allison. Pussy lips. Better help. I like these guys. They provide a great service. So if you're overwhelmed or you're anxious or you're depressed, BetterHelp, online licensed professional counselors who are trained to listen and help. It is so important, especially these days with all that's coming at everybody, all the info to take care of your head. And once you free yourself up, then you can take care of life. Yeah, anxiety, grief, depression, relationship conflicts, they'll handle it all. Difficulty sleeping, anger, family conflicts, self-esteem, they're there to help. Fill out a questionnaire that assesses your needs. Get matched in under 48 hours. Easy to schedule a secure video or phone session. Plus, exchange unlimited messages. Everything shared is confidential. And if you're unhappy for any reason with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time. No charge. BetterHelp. Right, Matt? BetterHelp is an affordable option, and our listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code Corolla. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash Corolla. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Corolla. Talk to a therapist online and get help. And that was the TiVo game, which we now have been calling it Sling It Forward the last couple times. And make sure to tune in when we played it with Jeff Dunham last week live at the West Palm Beach Improv if you like if you like those games almost as good as the Mark Garagos installment of blah 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 that was fun right <laughs> that is one of the most classic moments in the history of the Adam Carolla show which will be featured in an f- upcoming episode at some point oh I, I agree that whole episode I remember thinking like this is a classic moment this is good. this is already instantly when he finally good. went to the green room like is he gonna go puke we, we all thought that yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just me. I thought it was just me. I thought, oh no, he's just leaving because he feels like it. It's like, no, nah, that's kind of that's kind of fast. Yeah. That's what I would do if I had to go vomit. Look, I, if he didn't vomit, then I don't know what I don't know what to think because there's no way a human being could drink as potato much as skins. Did. We did we did a shot count on stage. He took uh, five, at least five shots, and he was already I feel like Mark could handle and he that. was already, he already had five before that. So it I feel was, like Mark's had clients who've had more than five shots. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He was still coherent, and he was hilarious, and uh, we all loved it. So, yeah, definitely. If you haven't heard that episode, Hall you're for fame, a treat. Hall of Fame moment. All right, we have one more clip for everybody, and I love the musical requests that people give us. And if anybody wants to request a clip, just email us, classics at adamcorolla.com. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, at Giovanni Giorgio, at ChrisLoxamano1. We're listening. We want to play you guys some clips, and we always get requests for some of the songs. And this one is just a super classic song, a great performance. Toad the Wet Sprocket, performing New Constellation. From their new album in uh, July of 2013, Adam Kroll Show 1116. Check it out. Uh, we're going to hear something off the new album? Sure. We could try that. Let's uh, let's do that. Let's this do is yes. Yeah, this is new constellation from our album, New Constellation. And what's that thing I 
get so far off center It's a fractured view through faulty lenses And what do you trust when you can't trust your senses And I can fly through the heavens on the power of my heart Thread my way through a string of stars To write your name in a new everybody back with a vengeance geico do you own do you rent well you got to own or you got to rent those are really your only two options and then of course you have your auto insurance well how about you bundle them with geico because geico makes it easy to take your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy and put them together so you're busy, you want to save time, get in on under one roof, go to geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could be saving when you bundle with Geico. That's geico.com. And that's Toad the Wet Sprocket performing live in studio. New Constellation and big ups to Dawson for making that sound oh so good. We yeah, actually, if you're a fan of Toad, the best live in studio recordings probably are from the Adam Carolla show. I think, I think we have three, maybe four different sessions, and they're all different. And they, they, even when the audio wasn't as good as it is today, still sounds really unique. You can't hear anything like it. Yeah, there's a, there's a weird magic that kind of happens. We've talked about with, it with a podcast. Yeah, it, it, it's it's beautiful. So 
it's, it's we, we kind of have our own sound and and it and the sound is is a uh, it correlates with the era of the podcast so it's kind of fun evolving yeah so make sh- make sure to just listen to more music on the podcast we love doing it and keep re- keep requesting it that'll do it for cruel classics Gio and I will be back tomorrow at doing our usual Saturday show, so make sure to tune in for that. We love being here, and hope you're having a great Thanksgiving weekend. We'll see you tomorrow. My name's Chris Loxamana. That's Super Fan Giovanni. I hear they drop off the leftovers for us tomorrow. Mahalo and get it on. Get it on.